Do you wish that you could recover faster from workouts or training? Do you wish you had the same energy, power, stamina, and drive that you used to? Every year after puberty, your growth hormone decreases, sometimes by as much as 50%, and spoiler, it doesn't come back. It doesn't matter how in shape you are or how good your diet is. Just like death, taxes, and sequels to The Fast and the Furious, they're gonna happen, whether you like it or not. But Raph, how does this affect me? a young jiu-jitsu practitioner who believes he will never get old. <sighs> well, growth hormone decreases can cause poor workout performance, slow workout and injury recovery, chronic fatigue, mood swings, depression, body fat, low libido, poor sleep, and a lot more. Though frankly, if you're asking me, that sounds like plenty. That's where BioPro Plus comes in. BioPro Plus is the first of its kind, 100% non-synthetic, alternative to prescription HGH growth hormone treatments. It immediately replaces what your body is not getting, and it does it naturally without the needles, nasty side effects, or the expensive costs of typical synthetic growth hormone treatments. BioPro Plus is not a synthetic drug, so it won't shut off your natural production or cause you to pop on any drug tests. Wink. ADCC competitors. Since 2009, BioPro Plus was only available through doctors, but not anymore. Now you can get BioPro Plus shipped directly to you. No doctor visits, no blood work, no pharmacy. If you're serious about your training, and I hope that you are, go to BioProteinTech and use the promo code GRAPPLINGHOUR for 30... We're giving them $30 off to our idiots? Okay, it's their money. Go to BioProteinTech and use the code GRAPPLINGHOUR for $30 off. So go check out BioPro Plus today before your competition does. What is up, ladies and gents? It is your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcast, Rafa Sparza, coming to you with a live season five premiere of The Grappling Hour. It is a pleasure to see you. It's been a while. I know. I know you guys have missed us. I've missed you too. Don't worry. We're going to get to all of the good stuff in just a few moments. But until then, I want to say a few things. Number one, thank you so much for watching. If you like what you see, give us a like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. You can find us at Grappling Hour, at Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, any one of those places, we'd love to have you. And as a reminder, you can always chime in during these live broadcasts. It's one of my favorite things to do. So if you guys want to put in comments with our guest today, he is going to be very excited to get some comments, but we'll get to him in a second. A couple other quick little housekeeping notes. Number one, I want to tell you guys, big thing. You can see our interviews that we have coming up very soon. And I'm talking ADCC winners. I put a hit out on the Rotolo Twins. Guess what? They just got back to me. I told them I can't threaten them with violence, but I can roast them. And guess what? They will be coming on the show soon, as is good friends Giancarlo Baudini, uh, Fionn Davies. We've also got Amy Campo in discussions to return back to the show. Very excited for that one. And I think there's one more. Oh, yeah. Diego Hees. Those are your ADCC winners. We've got them coming up on the show very soon. The only way that you can see those, though, as soon as they air, 
is to become a Grappling Hour member. The way that works is you can get early access, see our interviews 30 days before they go out to the general public. And if you want to become a premium member, you get access to additional content that is not available anywhere else. So you can go find that at hi.page backslash grappling hour become a friend and a fan of the show it means a lot to us and also big shout out to our friends over at BioPro plus we saw a lot of those guys who had extra strength at adcc so if you're not doing something to work on your extra testosterone uh yikes it's not gonna go well for you all right our guest today a returning friend of the show somebody who i'm very excited to catch up with it's been about two years since i've last talked to him But every time I talk to him, he's raising money for charity. Specifically, one of the nearest and dearest charities to him is that of the vets. And we're going to learn a little bit more about Operation Knockout, which, by the way, is a fantastic name. I can't believe that wasn't already taken. But he's not only a BJJ black belt under Robert Drysdale. He is a national championship Pan Am silver medalist, BJJ world champion, and he's undefeated in super fights. That's pretty dope, especially because we're going to be previewing one today that I'm very excited to talk about. And guess what, guys? Not only do we have so much more to catch up on, he's got so many things that we're going to be able to talk about in this interview here today, but he's got a super fight coming up on November 19th, and we are getting the exclusive information about that super fight. So why do we stop wasting time? And get right into talking with good friend of the show, one, John Valentine. John, how are you doing, sir? Hey, sir. How are you doing, Raph? By the way, with that introduction, I feel like I uh, I should write a big check, not to the charity, but to you. So I appreciate it. So thank you so much. It sounded like a, a, a tribute from my mother. So that was good. That was awesome <laughs> and beautiful. Thank you so much. Big fan of the show. Great to see you again. And uh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. And you know what's great is every time I talk to you, you've got another charity, another super fight that you're working towards. But I got to ask you, tell me a little bit about Operation Knockout. Who came up with that name? Who's getting the extra raise? Because you need to be sending a check to whoever came up with that name. Yeah, Vinny is a Vinny is the founder. He uh, has a, a one of the largest insurance companies here in Las Vegas. And the funny, the story actually came that he was trying to raise money for Randy Couture. He was going to start this charity foundation. And at that time, he'd never been in a fist fight. He'd never been in a cage fight. So he went to Randy's gym and sold a bunch of tickets. <clears throat> and he's just basically an insurance guy and said, hey, and got I think they got beat up him and another accountant or somebody got in the cage and fought for charity. And that's where the idea of Operation Knockout came. We're on our 11th year. Um, I get, I'm lucky enough to sit on the board, which is, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's an amazing charity, completely nonprofit. Um, everyone you see in the stands on TV are volunteers. Um, we don't keep any money. Every dollar goes back to the veterans. And Randy Couture and the foundation, uh, Val and uh, Scott Haney, the, who run the foundation along with Vinny and myself, who's on the board. They're just an amazing group of people. They're all dedicated for one cause, and that that cause is to give back to our veterans, our men and women uh, of the armed forces, who you know they don't get they don't get the love that they should. They're the reason why we have the blanket of freedom that we get to sleep on on our night every night. You know. So let me get this straight. So, I'm looking at some facts here, and one of the things I'm looking at is I know that you raise a lot of money now. Here's the thing. I don't want to embarrass you, but I'm looking at some numbers and I'm crunching them. Have you raised somewhere in the neighborhood of about 40000 in the many years that you've been doing this? Yeah. So I, uh, just in the last, I would say in the last five years, just for grassroots efforts and 
horrible selfie pictures on Instagram and Facebook, which everybody probably gets tired of seeing, but that and really in, uh, partnering with people, I want to say I'm inspiring, but partnering with other people who are uh, like-minded individuals that want to give back and just selling tickets and yeah, it's about, it's about $40,000. And what's beautiful is everyone who's listening has been a part of this journey with me. So I haven't done anything, Raph. So I really appreciate the, the, the credit. I really appreciate the kudos, but I haven't really done anything. I think when you look at it, the people who have done it are the people that are tuning into this show. And um, so it's not about me raising money. I simply uh, put put down something that I believe in, a cause, and a lot of people fell the same need to give back in their heart. So together, I'd like to say collectively as a team, we raised 40000 but I, I don't think I've done anything particularly by myself. That's but thank you. still an impressive number. I mean, I know that we try to do things in jiu-jitsu, and, and sometimes we're just happy to give an athlete like... 500 bucks so it does show a good sense of leadership and it does show some good initiative on your side but i would argue this i argue until november 18th you're at least at the head of the train that's helping build the steam that gets this so i do want to pass my compliments because here's the nice part all that's the hard work the fun seems to be the competing right yeah i think it is i think the fun part too is the um and one of the th- ways that people give Rafa, which is so beautiful, is they're like, I can't come to Vegas. I can't afford a flight to go to the fight. But they'll call in and they'll donate 40 bucks. They'll skip a Starbucks that week. They'll donate 40 bucks. And then I hand deliver those tickets on their behalf. And I hand deliver those tickets to a veteran and their family to be able to go to a fight. So I get to put a veteran in the seat on behalf of someone who lives in indiana somebody who lives in new york somebody who lives in different places so it's such a such an amazing experience man to to look out and see nothing but veterans and you know they get one night out they get one night out you know so it's a beautiful thing we're gonna get to talking a little bit more about the super fight in a minute but i want to ask this because it's so frustrating when i do the math and i realize the last time we talked you know another one of these big events you're doing stuff but when I do that math all the way through, I think, have you been able to compete much in the past couple of years? Like, has there been anything that has been occupying your time? I know you're a very busy guy, but on that competition side, you're one of those guys that I know consistently likes challenges. So have you been able to get out there and compete recently? And if not, like, what does it mean to be able to get back out there now? Yeah, the Masters World title or Masters World Championships, I believe, are in November or the first part of December. I'm planning on throwing my hat in the ring. I'll probably be a lot lighter and smaller for that. Maybe take a run at the 150 uh, category. I walk about 175. I think today I'm about 160. So um, maybe take a run at the 150 class. See what I can do. Try to win a second world title. But I haven't competed at the world level since 2017 it's very hard i have four beautiful children and uh i have a job that uh gives me a lot of uh love as well and a lot of demands and i have you know i'm trying to i'm trying to really give back this year and last couple years to other people as well meaning my family and friends and people who have really had to take a back seat to everything that i've done over the last 10 years i'm trying to give back to them so i'm just trying to show up every day as a little bit better person than i was a year before you know I don't know if that makes any sense. It, it does. I just, I know that, again, when I say I do the math and I sit here and I think, I'm like, well, you know, 
man, I know things have been difficult for everybody. Everybody's had to do different things. Uh, things have come up, but uh, it is cool to see that you guys are back and you're doing another big event. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about logistics, though. How did this yeah. one come together? Uh, you know, I know that Randy Couture is somebody that you work deeply with. What exactly is coming up now in this November event? And why is this one in particular uh, so special to you guys? Because it's, it's really dope do what you, you guys put together. Do you want me? I just actually got a text a few seconds ago. Um, we can be the first people to announce this on TV and, Love that. and on the radio. So if you want it, it's going to hit the presses tomorrow. But if you want it on your show, I'd love to be able to give that to you because uh, you've been such a, a great supporter of the show. The, the fight is going to be held none other than the Circa Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, live on TV November 19th. The Circa Hotel is a multi... Um, the, the showroom alone is a multi-million dollar showroom. It's covered in big screens. The, the, the arena is huge. It is the largest arena that we've fought in and competed in. And it is a completely uh, next step up. The folks at the Circa have really come through. We'll have ticket prices probably tomorrow or the next day, so I can't tell you what those are. They'll probably be in the range of 35, 50, and then cage side 100. There'll be a VIP experience where if you pay, uh, I have to get the exact prices, but you'll get a VIP experience with myself, Randy Couture, other MMA stars. There'll be a couple hours before the event cocktail hour, all those things, which I would encourage you to, to show up. I think he's filming a couple other movies. So you might bring some autograph, some posters down for him to autograph and stuff, but it's at the Circa hotel. Uh, it is going to be televised. It's going to be streamed. It's going to be so everyone can see it. But, uh, yeah, this is by far the largest event Raph, and, uh, it's going to put us again on the map another year. More importantly, um, it's going to put the veterans on the map another year. It's going to put them on the radar and that's, what's most important. Can you tell me the difference between Randy Couture, the businessman, and Randy Couture, the guy who's like... Is this all right on the show? Yeah, of course. Please. I wish sure. I was drinking that right now. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Here we go. Uh, it, Randy Couture, what is the difference between him as the businessman, the guy who's helping make that charity work, and the guy who's kind of, I'm sure, in some way, at least telling you something before you go out to the cage and compete? Nothing. There's nothing different about him. Everything you see, everything you see in his persona. And you know, the beautiful thing is not having to lie. The beautiful thing is that you can just be yourself and be in a beautiful and amazing person. And that's what makes him beautiful and amazing. And what he does is he is the same person. Um, the same guy you see at the charity event, which by the way, I don't, if you've been to one of our events, you know, he, he, he's there about two hours, hour, two hours after the events over because he refuses to let anybody leave that doesn't want to get a picture with him, that doesn't want an autograph. And you know, when a lot of those other events, you have to pay for those events and he doesn't care. He's there for the veterans and he, his time is, is, is obviously he's a huge star. He's a huge multi, you know, multi-winning UFC hall of famer. And, but he still finds time to give back to what he needs. He's a Navy veteran himself. So he connects with the charity, but I wouldn't say he's a businessman. He's not, if he was a businessman, he'd charge for his autographs. And he's not, he's not willing to do that. He, he is a, he's, he's all things for the troops. And that's what makes his charity uh, near and dear to my heart. My father was a Vietnam veteran. Um, and I saw how they were treated when they came back from Vietnam. And so he's a beautiful, beautiful human being, man. And he, uh, 
Yeah, he gives tirelessly. He's always on some motorcycle ride. I don't ride a motorcycle, but if I did, I'd ride along with him. But he's always on a motorcycle ride or some charity event. And um, I can tell you, he appreciates people like you, Ralph. And I don't, I don't know that people give you enough credit for what you do. I mean, I know you're, you're producing your, what your job now, you're producing uh, game shows, you're working with TMZ, you're doing so many other things now that are, that are so amazing. I'm proud of you too. So I don't think people realize how this grassroots effort and the things that you do help veterans and uh, support people. It's not me. It's not rain. It's also you, man. You're part of this team. So well, thank that's, you. That's very nice. Thank you. It, it's the least we yeah. can do. I, I, I'm a big proponent of help spread the word, especially if things seem to be good events, seem to be uh, really fun and interesting things. Uh, the reason why I ask that though, is because Randy Couture is a competitor himself. So there's a yeah, part of me that yeah. always wonders, what has he told you after you've competed? Because I'm pretty sure, you know, you get the, hey, we're really happy you raised money. Has he ever given you feedback on your actual jiu-jitsu? Because I just, there's some part of me that wonders, if he goes to that event, I don't think he can turn that part of his brain off. Yeah, I think there's, I, I wouldn't say he gives me feedback. I have been told by the board not to snap anything or put anybody in the hospital because that costs money in the one year and you know which fight I'm talking about a few years ago at the D hotel that actually cost us money. I think it cost us about five grand. So we raised enough to cover it. But so I would say, and that's not in the spirit nobody's in the spirit in this sport of hurting anybody. That's just sometimes that happens, but that's the only thing that's been told, but no, he, he, he lets me have my freedom and space to, to do what I need to do to raise money. And he's supportive and whatever, whatever he needs from you or whatever you need from him, if that means you need him to call somebody and help a corporate sponsor donate five or $10,000, we had a great sponsor last year, Stephen Joyce, who uh, uh, runs all the Applebee's and Chili's um, through a friend was able to give us $5,000 because just asking people to donate and he, uh, Randy Gator is a part of that process. So, but yeah, he's, he's a great man. He's a, he's a good, good supporter. That's very cool. That's very, very nice to hear. Very so, humble, though. I would say he's very humble. You wouldn't, you wouldn't expect a guy of that level of success to be as humble as he is, but he is. I have it's been around him, and I know his manager. I've run into him a couple times, and they were very nice. Like just in yeah. a very small encounter. So I didn't, uh, I didn't assume it would be any different. I, I thought he was exactly as advertised. So that was really yeah. cool to see. On that side, though, I'd love to know, where do you envision this this group that you're spearheading, this group that you're working with, I guess I should say, uh, where do you envision kind of like this going in the future? Because it seems like you guys are picking up steam. I love the fact that you guys are, are getting that coverage. You're getting more yeah. and more people. And it seems like as that happening, as that happens, there's more momentum that's coming along with this group. Yeah, where, where would I like to see it go, to be honest with you, Ralph? I think you've seen with the insurgents of the Gordon Ryans and even, you know, the Robert Drysdale and people like that. But I think what you've seen is an insurgence of money that can be generated through grappling, right? And ultimately, I mean, I'm old. I'm an old guy, so I'm never going to make a living out of doing grappling. But I would love to see people... Either the Shane Shapiro's, the Jerry Shapiro's here in town, the, you know, a lot of the great grapplers that are here. I'd love to see them be able to do what they love and make a living at it. And, you know, I'm, I am proud of the fact that as a grappler, I hold the record for the most ticket sales, not, not any of the MMA fights, but just simply from two dudes who get in there with funny shorts and grapple and choke each other and break some stuff. I, I like to say that that gives me hope 
that the future of this these events that maybe we'll go from having more than one or two grappling fights and maybe we have half but it's going to take a commitment from everybody who's on the show so if there's 12 fights and there's three jiu-jitsu practitioners those six jiu-jitsu practitioners on each side three versus three they have to commit to donating and they are not they have to commit to the cause which is raising money and when they do that they'll build the brand and then people will see how exciting i i'd like to feel like my fights for the most part are exciting um i think i'm a little bit different person when i go in the cage i'm a little bit meaner and just not the same calm mannered guy that i am so i'd like to say that my fights are somewhat entertaining and i think as long as people see there's entertainment portion of this that people will come out and watch especially for a cause who doesn't want to get choked out for a cause we all do Right. I mean, I, I would rather speaking of which, how's your game? How's your, how's your grappling game going? Oh, it's still uh, wonderfully terrible. But you know what the nice part is? Now I'm actually teaching people. And I would say one of the best benefits of, of being a teacher at an emerging gym. So it's uh, one of my longtime friends. He's got more of a kickboxing gym. And mm-hmm. it's a mixed martial arts, all-encompassing sort of a gym. And I went up to him and I said, hey, man, how are you not having a jiu-jitsu program? And... He was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get jiu-jitsu. And I was like, you need to get it stat. Because if you get somebody who says, I want to fight, and you don't have a good jiu-jitsu game, the best time to learn was two years ago. So, like, we need to get them on that system. So it's been really cool to take some of these kickboxers and say, hey, you don't know what this is. It's okay. I've got patience and been working with so many people. But, yeah, man, I mean, the hardest part is you know, and this is something that I guess I should ask you for advice, is as you get busier, that time on the mats, it gets so much harder to find that time. How do you find the time to make it on the mats? Because, yeah. especially when you got big events like these, you know, I'm just training to be uh, healthy and be able to eat my, my hamburger and, and justify a beer on the weekend. But you, you know, you, you're running a lot of business on your side. You've got a lot of things going on. And then at the very end, you got to get in there and actually compete. So what is that like for you? Well, first off, I'd ask that you stay off the grappling circuit because I don't want my ass... <laughs> kicked by you so I, I appreciate if you just stayed anywhere away from my weight class and just leave me leave me the hell alone if you would do that I, i'm not in your weight class I, I deduced that as we were talking i was like you know thank what you. i'm a little fatter than him so i'm good right oh now. that's right thank you just stay away from my stay away from my weight class um no but to your point just we get it in when we can right so i realized what i'm never going to be good at based on my age and my time and i realized what i'm good at and i spend more time on what i'm good at than trying to recreate what I'm bad at. Now, it doesn't mean I don't fill the holes. It means I don't learn different things and techniques, but I drill the shit out of the things that I'm good at, and I try to make myself... If Look, if I'm a basketball player, and I don't play basketball, obviously, I'm 5'7 with shoes, right? So, But if I was a basketball player and I can't shoot threes, and I'm going to learn how to drive to the net, or I'm going to shoot twos, whatever the case may be, whatever horrible sports analogy that would be. So for jiu-jitsu, it's the same way. I, I'm a grappler. I was I started as a wrestler, Moved into kickboxing long before I was a jiu-jitsu guy and then got into MMA. So I'm, my, my roots are wrestling. I stay focused there, um, and that's it. And I work on my cardio to an- answer your question, Ralph. I, I'm a cardio guy, um, weights, all that stuff. I just focus on the things that I can control. I'm never going to get – I'm never going to be a triangle guy with five seven five eight legs. Like I'm only going to be a choke guy, an ankle lock guy. I'm going to be – quick as i can get out of the cage at 51 the better i'm I mean, 51 here's, now here's so the good I wanna, news i want to get in and out your, your leg lock game is good though so i mean that that's a very good uh, weapon to have uh good you coaches and 
good coaches. Yeah. And, and, uh, one of the best. So the, there's no yeah. denying that. I noticed you name dropped uh, Jerry Shapiro, uh, who's a great yeah. friend of the show. How do you uh, come yeah. into contact with him? How are you familiar with him? Uh, so Jerry Shapiro, Shane Shapiro, their story to me is inspiring. Um, if you know anything about their story, they were both probably headed for the grave and death combined collectively as, as teenagers. And I've never seen two guys who have completely turned their life around as brothers and committed to a sport and had a clean lifestyle, clean living, the good people, good family people. And they're one of the most dominant forces on the jujitsu and MMA scene. I, my, my only MMA loss where I was put in the hospital, I think we talked about that a long time ago, but where I was put in the hospital, um, in Utah, uh, that night, I fought the co-main event, and Jerry fought for the belt, and so we got to spend a little bit more time there. But I'm actually not going to tell you when or where, but I'll be putting in some work with Jerry Shapiro. We were in common uh, connections the last couple of weeks, so I'll be putting in some good work. And I don't know if my opponent's even going to get on. I think he's going to jump on, um, but I'm not going to tell him what I'm working on. I mean, I don't give a shit. I can tell him I'm still going to finish him with it. But Jerry and that that crew down there are going to be great. In addition to the lovely Drysdale crew, my coach Greg. Brandon Guzzo, a great group of just committed people and Drysdale. But I think, you know, Shane and Shane and Jerry are amazing. You've seen them. I mean, they're beasts. I mean, I want to keep that guy as far, far away from the grappling surf from me as possible. I mean, I don't want that guy to, to finish me off, but those guys are really great. And they're, they're really just good people. And when you, you find a good, a group of good people that, uh, that care about others and want to help, it takes a lot to teach. You're teaching now, right? Yeah. What What is it for you that shows up for you that says this is this is what gives me a feeling that I should be doing this more and and giving back to others? I'm interested in that because it's I know what it feels like for me. I'm sure Jerry has his own reasons, but for you, what makes you want to teach? The excitement that I remember having. So I rem like seeing them see a move for the first time and and land it for themselves. <laughs> Uh, ownership is really big to me. So I'm a big proponent of, I'm going to teach you concepts less than moves. The moves yeah. will help you, but the concepts will give you your own artistry. So a lot of the times I work with them and I say, nothing's perfect, but this will statistically give you better results. But if you understand what I'm trying to teach you, you're going to take this away and you're going to surpass people very quickly. So my favorite thing is, you know, like uh, one of the guys who I worked with, this kid's maybe 16 right now, and he's about 80 pounds, 90 pounds, you know, and he's always yeah. rolling with bigger people, and he's just starting a wrestling team. And I told him, I'm like, you know what's really good? I didn't wrestle when I was your age. So you're going to come mm -hmm. with a brand new expertise. In about five years, you're going to be the wrestling guy if you stick with it. And I go, think about the value you'll have to this gym and how much better you're going to be if you stay the course. And this kid's looking at me like, I never thought of it that way. And I was like, I know you're just doing it to do it, but think about it. Now you're going to have all these extra assets and tools. The thing that I think everybody goes through in most of their jiu-jitsu journeys is, ah, this is what I'm good at. This is my special thing. So my first thing was recognizing I was very good at defense. Yeah. And I recognized that that actually became an asset to a lot of my friends who compete a lot or who fight because I could keep them safe with hard training. 
where we could go really hard and they knew they could trust me so that it could be really impactful training which is good for me and good for them so uh yeah that, hey, Ralph, i that. know i know this is about i know this is sort of about the charity but if i were to I, i'm more curious from that that standpoint as you said that i'm thinking of stuff but if you had to pick between two fatal things that keep a white belt from being great and moving to eventually someday to becoming a black belt, would you say it's ego or fear? What What is the biggest for you when you look at that? Like I, I think back to people I've coached too, and you have fear, ego, you have all these reasons why people just don't go to the next level. You know, I quit by the way, when I first started jujitsu, I quit out of ego because I lost and I thought I'd come in as a wrestler and beat the shit out of everybody, which I realized really quickly when you get beat by kids that are like 15 and you're like an, a man, then you realize that your ego and I quit. And that, so for me, it was ego. I came back later, but, uh, but what is it for you when you look at that? What's, what's the biggest hindrance from someone? And I think it has to do with life too, right? Those same things will probably play over, but for you coaching, what shows up for you? Patience. Is the biggest hindrance. Patience is Patience? the biggest hindrance in my opinion. Cause ego, yeah. e- ego can be offset by a good competition vibe. Because if people are competitive and you know how to pull that out of them, what you can do is you can say, there's nothing wrong with being competitive. Just don't be dumb. Like, let's make you really good at being competitive. And then they tend to do really well because you you can play upon that. But for people who have no patience, it's like, hey, listen, this move may not work for you right now. But when it does, you're really going to enjoy it. So there are some guys who uh, have shown up over the years that I've taught or given privates to. And they look at you and they go, yeah, but how do I do this now? And I go, well, in steps. Let's not jump to being a black belt first. I need you to do this part first. Or they see something really fun on the internet and they go, oh, man, how do I do this inversion beer and bolo to a back take to, I just saw Mikey Musumichi do this. And I go, right, right, Mikey's a beast. But Mikey drills one thing all day. You didn't drill it for two minutes. So if you don't have the patience to drill it for two minutes, you're not going to be on one FC winning a championship. If you were going to go back as a white belt, would you change anything? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I needed to be dumb at times. And I wish there were cheat codes I would learn, obviously. Um, But I feel like my MO now is to teach the kids, like, hey, listen, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This took me two years to get. If you can get it in two months, you're going to advance faster than me. So my big thing is I think that it's good that I watch so much current jiu-jitsu because I see trends, I see things that happen, and I can shape them in that way. But the stuff that I've already learned and that's in the past, I'm trying to give them those cheat codes now that I might not have understood they needed in a certain way if I wasn't such a klutz and idiot back in like. Will you do me a started. favor? Because I know you have these access to these cheat codes. Yeah. Will you not give one to my opponent? <laughs> I don't I, think I, really, I will. I don't. But, I, I I like him and I hate him at the same time. So I don't know how I don't know how you can actually say you hate. I don't actually hate anybody. Even people I hate. It's funny. Even people I hate, I actually don't hate. But I don't actually hate him. But he rubs me the wrong way. He's got well, a big. He's got a big mouth, man. Well, he's I like. I mouth. like that. You know that that could be fun, especially when you you. I like to tell people this. Uh, I don't really talk trash to people, but if you're in my inner circle, I have free reign to roast you, and I use it as a means to pass guard. So uh, you yeah. know, I tell people, I'm like, I'm not probably going to beat you at jujitsu, but I'm definitely going to be funnier than you. So I think I he's. Ar- I think he's arrogant. I think he's a. Pardon my French, a fucking loudmouth. 
and uh, I don't even know if he's going to jump on the show tonight. I hope he does. So um, we should talk about that. But you, I do, you did I do put appreciate. Out- I do appreciate the fact that you know, say what you want about this guy. Um, he's a family guy. He's got a new baby. He's a hardworking guy, and he's the only guy ever to slam me in the cage ever in my history of my career. I've never been. I've never been taken down or slammed or, and he suflexed me and about broke my neck in the cage last in 2000, I think it was 2019 or whatever it was. But so I'm going to give him what he, he's been barking at and that's what he wants. So he gets another shot. So I'm not, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to not go easy on him this year. I think I went easy last year and uh, I don't know. I'll be a different beast this year. So well, I definitely want to talk a little bit about that, but I, I am interested. Why him? You know, I do know that there is that little bit of backstory of, yeah, you got the opportunity, you've competed against him before, but this dude's no slouch. He's got a great MMA record, seems to be a beast. He wants to get after it. What do you think he thinks about you? Oh, he probably thinks what, I don't, I, I don't know what he thinks. I think he thinks I'm overrated. I think he thinks I'm small. He thinks I'm a lot smaller than him. I think he thinks his his mind games are going to get in my head. I've been doing this since for over a decade. So his, his mind games and his trash talk aren't going to do anything for me. All it's going to do is motivate me to do two things, kick his ass on November 19th and raise more money for the troops so that more people can watch me kick his ass. That's, that's the only thing it's going to do. Um, but I, I do respect the man, any man who's willing to step in for no money, and let's talk about this. This guy doesn't live in Las Vegas. So he's flying in on his own dime. He's paying for his own room. Arguably to come down just to kick my ass and to raise money for troops. So anybody who's willing to do that, I, I look, I'm not going to shake the guy. I mean, I'm sure he, last year he went at me at weigh-ins. We had a little few words. I grabbed his throat. He grabbed my throat. We got in each other's face. I'm sure it's going to be the same way this year on November 18th at weigh-ins. I'm sure. But after the fight, I'll be more than happy to have a beer with him. But, um, but yeah, I want him. He All I can say is I hope he brings his A game because so, I'm, I'm here to do two things. I'm here to raise money. I'm here to beat the shit out of him on November 19th. That's my goal. Those are the only two things I'm focused on. Those are good goals. I want to ask this, though. Yeah. And I, I hopefully to have some set of abs so I don't look fat on national TV. Are you Maybe. going without the rash guard, though? Because that's that's the big thing. Yeah. Oh, no, I have to go Valley Tudo half-naked style. That's my, I've never... Have you ever seen me with clothes on? <laughs> I'm not trying never. to internet stalk you, my no. friend. I don't know. Because, I, you know, that is a choice. People do that. We call <laughs> that ADCC style without the rash guard. So no, I, I get you it. can't grab onto it. There's nothing to grab onto. I like it. You can't grab onto it. Uh, if he sweats, if I sweat, then he has a hard time getting a hold of me. So it's not just because I want to take off my shirt, but it's also because it's just for me, it's easier. It's more natural to compete that way. And he can't grab anything. He can't grab my rash guard. He can't. Yeah. Smart choice. So let me, let me try and uh, go back just a little bit here, because when you were mentioning uh, him, you were hoping that he was going to show up. We did put an invite out to him. So I don't know if he's listening or he's watching right now, but uh, the invite is to him if you wanted to stop in. So uh, are you surprised that he's not here? Because I don't currently see him in the room. And I, I don't know, where, keeping I don't know where the hell he's at. For him. I don't have any, I don't have any texts from him either. And, uh, 
No. Okay. With that being said, do you think that, I don't know, is he scared? Did he not want to do it? Like, what? why do you think he would no-show? Do, do you think he just forgot? I guess those are the questions. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he's I think he's I think he's I don't know. I think he's trying to play some mind games and it's not going to work. So if he thinks if he thinks by being elusive that he's going to in some way get a special pass, he's only going to piss me off. You know, I wish he was here so I could look at him as a man and wish him luck on November nineteenth. But if he thinks in some way this is going to, it's all it's going to do is piss me off. And I, I prefer a very calm version of myself when I compete, but. I mean, if that's the version he wants, then I'll be more than happy to oblige that version for him. I'm glad. So, that is he not? Is he not waiting? I don't see him. So I've been keeping an eye out. I can send another note to to see if he is still available. And as we are doing that, I would just very quickly ask, though, and perhaps these are yeah. things that are, are are figuring their way out, which is. I always wonder when people get into these competition things, they don't do more stuff like this. Very few times do people actually appear on camera. You entertained it. You were welcoming it. I know he was up for it, and I, I don't know what the issue is just right now, and this is live television. These things happen. But were you surprised that he was up for kind of doing this? Because it does take a special kind of person to be able to kind of like do that like split screen. I'm going to tell you what I think about you. Because most really shits of people on? don't do that. Did no, he really not show? I, I don't. Did see he him. really not show? I, I I do not see him. I will I will send well, another. Why note. don't you give me one second? Why don't you see if there's any questions? I'm gonna I'm gonna call his ass right now because. Okay. Should we call him? I, why and not? Ask him where the hell he is. Sure. I'm gonna call him right now. Okay. Well, this is definitely unprecedented on this show. We have never actually called another guest. To say where the hell are you? But there's always. A I first. have his number, so if you, this is how he's gonna go. Maybe I'll let you talk to him. Oh, okay. Right to voicemail. Uh oh. It's not. It's not. It's not going to help his cause. Oh, no. I don't give a shit if he doesn't come on the show or not. We're still going to move forward. We're still going to raise money, and um, frankly, it just pisses me off. But I don't really care. That's not what this this broadcast is not about me, and it's sure that sure the hell isn't about Jeff Carson, and that's who it is. I'm fighting Jeff Carson for the third time. So, and uh, that's this the show is not about him. It's not about me. It's not about my ego or my temper with him right now. But this it's show still... is about raising money for the veterans. That's what this show is about, and that's what this cause is about, and that's where these checks and money will go. And it's about everyone who's listening in who has the opportunity to make a difference. You know, 20 bucks, man. Buy one ticket and give it to a veteran, or just donate the money. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, ta you get, it's tax deductible. And uh, we get a chance on oh. November 19th, Raph, you and me and the rest of the group that's listening, we get a chance to make a difference for people who deserve it. Yeah. Put their lives um, on the line for us. So here's the thing. Um, things have changed in the time you and I have talked. Uh, it does appear that I do have a, a third person on this show right now. I'm just waiting to see if we can plug him in. Um, I guess 
without further ado, we should go ahead and bring on the other side of the November 19th edition of a super fight. Uh, it's very interesting to see how this will go. I've never done this on the show, but here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Right. Oh, he says, oh, no, he just dropped out. Oh, no. He says it's not working on my, I'm driving home. Uh, so he decided to show. I, I, I saw him for a split second. I'm, I'm looking to see. He may not just have reception is maybe what we're looking at. Tell him into. I know I know his limo ride from wherever the fuck he's traveling from is important. Pull over uh, and take you know the call. What? I think I just spotted him right now. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we are welcoming right now Jeff Carson to the show. Jeff, can you... Oh, I think we just lost him. So let me see. I'm going to have him try to re-enter again shortly. So, oh, I just saw it. Guest is in the green room. Here we are. Let's see if he is being brought onto the show. Hopefully this works. Definitely tried to plug him in. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's able to sustain. He may not have a good connection out wherever he is. Still not working. Right. Well, he's not going to have a great connection on November 19th from the hospital either. So he may should he probably should make all his calls now. Uh, that's definitely something we can ask him about if we do have him on. Man, that's very unfortunate. I feel like he's just in a space where there is no... Uh, thing where no reception so we might just have an issue where we're not able to get in touch with him based off of that but it is i guess at this point not for lack of trying so unfortunate well why he's trying to log on raf if you wouldn't mind i just want to just tell everybody at home and everybody who's watching the ways that they can support okay so there's there's really three ways that you could support um one, you can show up, put ass in seats, and then be at the event live and maybe help carry Jeff out on a, a stretcher. When he loses, you can do that. You can help there and be there. Uh, two, you can just simply go to the website, which will be up tomorrow. The, the website, you can do actually donate to the foundation directly. Um, or if you want to donate and allow me to give a ticket on your behalf, to where I'll, I'll give a ticket to the veterans. There'll be a special link on the website that you can do that. I'll have my name and picture. You click it, and then every, all the money that's in that pool, that Annie of money, will purchase tickets, and I'll hand deliver those tickets to those people. But I really, really hope that everybody shows up um, and supports, that they skip a meal, they skip coffee, they skip um, you know whatever it is that they're doing that week, and remember our men and women in uniform and really what they're uh, what they're supporting for us by the way nikki guzzo if you're listening my coach brand one of my coaches brandon guzzo uh his lovely wife nikki guzzo is a uh in the medical profession and she's also uh in the armed forces as well so she just got back today so welcome back wonderful to see we did get a couple questions actually as uh okay. we were in the middle of waiting uh the first note here was from ian b that says uh valentine first round sub so that is from ian b who's calling an early prediction for you to win on that day 
Wonderful. That's I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's, he's, a, he's a great guy, too. He's a great competitor in his own right. So that's an honor to come from him. So thank you for the for the world support. And um, I really appreciate that. And again, Ralph, I hope hope you understand, too. I don't I don't really care if people come out and support me or support Jeff. They want to support Jeff. That's cool, too. Just come out and support. You're not supporting a fighter or a grappler. You're supporting a cause. So I really appreciate that. But thank you so much for that comment. That, that meant a lot. I could feel that one. Uh, I wanted to preview this, but uh, Destiny M. Hastings says, what's the URL that goes live tomorrow? Uh, the URL tomorrow will be will be from the actual foundation where we'll announce where it's at. I got approval tonight to tell you it was at Circa Hotel. Nobody knows, but everybody tomorrow will find out. It'll be, you know, obviously massly covered uh, social media. There's a couple uh, TV shows here locally that will be on that will will announce it as well. But it's now official. We have signed with the Circa Hotel, one of the largest hotel casinos in downtown. Um, so it's going to be super exciting. So I really appreciate that we were able to do it on the show with you. And cool. And she was following up by saying, "What's the website's address?" So uh, is that something that we can know through the organization? Do you keep an eye on? Yeah, that, uh, what I'll do, what I'll do following this, I really appreciate it, Ralph. What I'll do following this is I'll I'll provide the website a couple links. So if people want to donate and go right to the website, you know, right to the uh, the foundation, so they can do that. They can download forms to get their tax deductions and those things. But really great question. It's a nice reminder for me to put that on tomorrow for sure. Thanks, Ralph. Easy, easy to do. And uh, our thanks to Destiny, who's making sure to push out. This is great uh, to have somebody asking those questions. Uh, I, yeah. I have a couple questions here. So while we're kind of uh, circling here, and no, thank you, Destiny. You're great. Appreciate you. Uh, I should ask this. What is in the, that glass? Is it a regular martini? And, and how do you take your martini, sir? Actually, this is sparkling water. <laughs> sparkling water, okay. I just thought, I actually thought I would piss him off. <laughs> But making him think I was drinking while I was training. It's actually sparkling water. Which sparkling water? Was, what's that? Which sparkling water? Of course, Perrier. <laughs> of course. What, what else would we drink? So sorry. Yeah, what else would we drink? So no, it's fine. Do you like sparkling water as well? Uh, kind of. I, I used to be a big soda person, so I, I try to use the bubbly, the fizzy water to try and trick my dumb brain. So yeah, don't have as yeah, much. no problem. I, I definitely yeah, and it's good. I just thought I'd piss him off. I should go get a real drink because <laughs> since he's obviously too busy and too important to show up to uh, for this interview, then I suppose then did he was he able to log back on? You know, I'm gonna try one more time. I'm gonna see if that works. Uh, I don't yeah. know. You know, let that... me let me tell you why. One of the things I do like about him because mm -hmm. I've been kind of talking a little bit of crap with him. He's a legend. He's got over 20 MMA fights. He is really a regional. Uh, legend in terms as it relates to MMA. He's fought for five title defenses. He is uh, difficult to compete against because he's very big. You know, he I think he's six feet. So he's very, very difficult to get a hold of and handle. And he's just a, just a very difficult guy. He's a very uh, country folk. And I love that. I love do love that about him. But he just he just loves to talk just loves to talk this he just loves to talk and you know for a good cause i get it but and he loves that that freaking cowboy hat he wears that cowboy hat everywhere he wears it when he weighs in he wears it when he's in the cage he wears it when he's walking in the cage so good old country boy he's a he's a good guy in that respect though so maybe he'll take me out to a i'm not going to be doing any two-step with him though for sure in the cage 
So Understood. he's looking to dance. I'm not looking to dance. I'm looking to, to finish. Understood. Uh, I see a note yeah. here that says, this is from Jamie J, and it says, I blew my ACL doing BJJ, and after a long rehab, I've realized boxing is a superior martial art for street situations. I don't, I don't know what what that is, but I don't know where that came up in the conversation. Is it a question, or is it is it a question, or is it a, a I, feeling? I think it's a feeling. Uh, they have an adorable dog in the photo, so I'll give them that. But uh, yeah, maybe it could be right. So, I mean, I've got I've got extremely small arms. My arm length is very short. So if you watch any of my MMA fights, I always close the distance because I have horrible boxing. But I guess if you're physically built to be a good boxer and you're that's your that's your niche. I think the best defense uh, to any street altercation is to simply walk away. Or I can run faster than I can punch, for the most part. So I can. It's easier to walk away than it is to get in an altercation. But yeah, I would agree. Boxing is is one of those those big ones, right? Boxing, jujitsu, judo. I like aikido. It looks good. But I don't know how street stuff is. It is, but I do like aikido too. But I. Listen, whatever. dude, whatever you're training, it's good. Dude, whatever, I, it's I, I just get some kind of training in you. I, I get very nervous for people who don't do any kind of martial arts to at least be able to do it. And I'm not saying that even if you do train, you're going to be perfect. I still agree with John. The best way for self-defense is usually to avoid the situation. Uh, when, I was growing up, when I was growing up, I never got into a fight. You know why? Smartass. My mouth. <laughs> literally win the crowd over nobody ever touched me and the thing is is that i had people who wanted to fight me and it wasn't like i was in terrible shape i didn't know how to fight but i was fairly durable but i didn't even have to get there just because i would literally roast them and then people were like oh yeah that's pretty funny then all of a sudden nothing feels better right raf nothing feels better than actually not fighting and then walking away and laughing knowing it's like it's almost like you already know the ending of the book and they don't know it they're talking and they want to fight with you and you already like you've already read the book and you know what the last chapter is going to read which is not going to be good for them and you're just sort of sitting there laughing calmly because you already know so the best yeah. that's that's when you know you're you're comfortable at least what if it's boxing mma whatever it is right is that you're just you're calm and you're you don't need to react to every guy who's loud mouth and wants to fight yeah it happens every day and I don't, I don't have any need to prove how good I am or not. I'm just, I, I no. you know, but upside of that, it's where I realized I would uh, make people laugh. So proved to be very financially lucrative for me to do that. So I'm not going right. to uh, tell those people right. that was a bad idea. But Jamie did follow up and said, good response. I've just noticed that badass black belts were like children when it came to doing stand-up. I mean, it depends on the people. And I think what's happening now is, I yeah. think that era of people just training one martial art is starting to deplete. You're getting people who get a lot of crossover. So I would yeah. be very wary of that black belt that you're calling a, a chicken if they would. Because, you know, what's great. I love seeing people like Buchecha going out there and testing himself. Yeah. yeah, he's finishing with the heel hook, but he's starting to learn a little bit more. So it says... I was, you know, I was a kickboxer, Ralph, before I was a jiu-jitsu. So I, I, did, I, start, I was in kickboxing for years before I was ever... In jiu-jitsu so i think a nice combination of all of them i'm not great at anything i'd like to be just well-rounded in some things right but i'm not i'm not i wouldn't say i'm great in really anything uh you know but, recently uh there's two things i guess i should say on this one uh number one i had somebody who is an amateur fighter and he was frustrated that i was taking him down and i was submitting him a bit and he was like do you mind if we like throw some like not real strikes but like just kind of like 
you know, kind of like simulate it and throw it. And I looked at him and I was like, you know, I'd really prefer to just keep it jujitsu, but you fight, okay. And, we, you know, I let him throw a couple strikes and then I just took him down and then I was punching him from the side. And I looked at him and I was like, hey man, just because I don't doesn't mean I don't know how. It's just I prefer not to. And I don't, like, advertise myself as somebody who's really good at this. It's just I'd prefer not yeah. to. So it's good. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good place to be. It's a great place to be. But it's also like I'm not going to tell somebody like, yeah, I'm going to win five fights. It's like, dude, this is really annoying. So that's part one. Part two, I should tell you this. I think one of the nice parts about learning how to be funny in a crowd in a high pitched situation is I recently got a call from a promoter who uh, did not like one of the impressions that I did, and he was like, I'm not going to credential you for this. And I was like, Whoa, really? Oh, okay. You know, we've been doing this for so long. I've never had somebody say that uh, I'm unprofessional in that way. Uh, but sure, what, what was the issue? And he's like, you know, it's a small community, small community. And uh, you you got to be able to say the jokes to people's faces. And I was like, oh, I do that. Yeah, I, I have a policy on the show to never do a joke that I wouldn't do to somebody's face. So, no, no, that doesn't yeah. work for me. But, uh, hey, man, thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Not covering your event either, so yeah, not covering me. anymore. Like what? Seriously, like I, 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 like I don't give a shit. You've you've come at me. You've always been a great friend of the show, but you've asked me some tough questions at times that are uncomfortable, and that's why I love this show. Um, I mean, I don't think people who don't follow you and people who are just jumping off for the first time, man. If you're if you want some good grassroots, no bullshit interviews, then go back and watch your stuff, man. You're, the grappling hour is like legit. You've interviewed some of the biggest names in the sport, and you, you're you're honest and real. You're kind when you need to be, and you're tough when you other need to be. And I really that's why I love this show, man. So sorry, it just if it's not his cup of tea, then I'm sorry you're not willing to take some feedback. But I mean, if you, you know can't what? laugh at yourself, then I don't know what the hell. I mean, shit, I'm 51. If I didn't laugh at myself every day, you know, I shouldn't even be doing this. I should be playing like golf or something. But I'm horrible <laughs> at golf. And it's too expensive. Yeah, absolutely. I just tell people, right. listen, you know, you don't have to get along with everybody. You, not everybody gets along. That's not how this works. But we're always in the business of being good to people who want to be good to us. So uh, yeah. I have no problem with it. I left it open. I told them I was like, hey, if you ever want to get to know us better, you're more than welcome to talk to us. But I think the fact that you're calling me because you train with the guy who I did an impression of maybe yeah. tells me you're in your feels. And hey, Rap, what are you what are you doing on your other stuff? I know hmm? you've uh, you've bridged off and you're doing other stuff. So don't you have a whole other TV show that you're doing? Uh, yeah. I mean, so this is my baby. This is my big thing. I love doing this one, right? But um, yeah, I, I do produce some other stuff. Um, I do work on the side for some other shows. Uh, but aren't you? Don't you have another? Don't you have another? Uh, outlet you're doing here other than the grappling hour, right? You have another show that you're that you're running. Uh, yes, uh, I'm actually working on a couple different game shows, so I produce those. But Verbal Tap and Grappling Hour are the two big ones. So those yeah, are okay. those are my bread yeah. and butter. Verbal Tap was one I was thinking about, so it's good. Yeah, but yeah, man, you, I, I can, I can honestly say this, and if if I, and not, we had this, I think we had this question last time we interviewed. Somebody asked me, um, how do you raise? I think at that year I raised like $10,000 in like eight weeks for a grappling rat. Right. So it wasn't like some UFC fight or something, but it was a, it was a grappling mat. And I, they asked me how you could do it. And 
I think I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, I said, well, one of the ways I do that is one, collecting, connecting to a cause that you believe in. The other two is connecting other people to a cause that you want people to believe in. And then the other third thing is finding a platform to share that cause with everyone. And I can honestly say in the, the $40,000 that we've raised, or at least I've raised collectively as a team in the last five years have largely been on the shoulders and the backs of things that you've done. So, you know, you don't get enough love and credit for what you've done, but without this grassroots effort, without you giving a voice to people who are trying to do something bigger than themselves, nobody would raise any money. It would fall on deaf ears. So I thank you for your, for you, your show, your team, for everybody listening in to, to make a difference, man. So you're doing really, really good things. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. How much money you've raised. Uh, so. Well, that's that's very nice, man. And like I said, uh, you know, I I love what I do, and I feel like uh, it is one of the the great pleasures is to be able to tell people stories and to help them find ways to make this more interesting because. Let's face it, sometimes it can be very boring. So I do my best to try and do my part. I'm good with narratives. I'm good with hosting and telling jokes and making people feel comfortable. So that's that's my little little contribution to this whole thing. Um, let's well, start. If you, got, if you got feedback for me, if you ever want to give me feedback on my stuff too, you can make fun of me and make jokes about me or uh, tell me what I need to do to improve. So you know, honestly, I'm always happy to roast people to their face. Um, I'll tell you one yeah. joke that I, I recently told a mutual friend of ours. Um, All right. Uh, Jerry Shapiro easily okay. can beat me up. Easily. Okay? Beat everybody up. Beat everybody up. <laughs> How would you describe the way he looks? Like, what, what, is, what is he looking? Jerry? Mm-hmm. Or his brother Shane. Jerry. Jerry specifically. Every time I see Shane, I go, Oh, you do work out, and he's like, his chest is like the size of like your body, right? And I'm like, Oh, do you even work out, bro? Right? Jerry, I don't know, man. He just he looks unassuming, but he would he would literally kill both of us in a matter of like probably forty five seconds, I would argue. Yep. Even being trained, I think I'd probably last a minute with him, maybe forty five seconds, if that. So uh, maybe it, it, he looks, how- he's intimidating. Yeah, he's he's not able to ride certain rides on roller coasters. Um, that's oh, fine. you're talking about his height. Yeah, well, we're getting there. The, the, the height's the All entry right. level okay. joke. All right, you're talking about his his stature. Yeah, but he recently lost right. a comp, but it was a good match, and I sent him a note, and I was like, you know, because normally like people don't always want to hear like. Uh, hey, good job, all that sort of stuff. So my thing is, when they're really close to us, I'll roast them a little bit. And yeah. I sent him a note, and I just go like, hey man, rough match, but your plugs and your hair look great. Because normally he's very bald, wow. and he has this great hair now, and it looked like the Steve Carell thing from season two to season three on The Office, where he wow. just immaculately got better hair. And his first word back to me was, I hate you, that's amazing, thank you for the joke. And the thing is, because he can beat the shit out of me, it doesn't even register. It's not even a mean joke. It's just him no. being like, that's not yeah. even real. But it's funny enough where, Man, yeah. Arguably one of the dangerous guys in Vegas and Absolutely. arguably one of the nicest. And, right? Yeah. Which is and, a very dangerous conversation to be, a dangerous combination to be sweet, loving, kind as a man, alpha male, dangerous as fuck, but also just be a, just a good dude. 
But, you yeah. know, you can't do those jokes to everybody, but they're the type no. of jokes that I do to people who I, I know can take it. And more importantly, don't want the BS of like, hey, man, rough day. I know, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. I watched. I support you. I still got your back. But here's a joke. And when he saw it, he laughed so hard. And that's that's the response you want from your friends that let them yeah. know like, hey, I pay attention. I'm watching your super fights. I'm watching him at ADCC. I'm watching him everywhere because uh, that dude is one of those top tier individuals in, that well, I have run into jokes, in the sport. Speaking of jokes, my um, my opponent likes to send me jokes every week and stupid shit back and forth every week. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to read a couple of these to you. Please. He said, "Are you?" This is, and I quote. This was earlier in the week. Are you even training? Or are you just traveling around the country posting selfies? And I said, well played. And I said, well, I said, well played. I said, well played. And I said, well, I'm sure you would take a selfie, but the only camera that you have available in your town is at the county fair. And it's a photo booth for $2. So I, I gave it to him a little bit back. So That's pretty good. Yeah, I would say in the I, county jail is the only place where you can get a photo. But yeah, that's, that's just me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, and there's some other stuff on here I won't, but but literally I don't know if you can see this. This is all this is all his shit. Like this oh, every man. week he's just posting. He's just sending me shit. So it's just <laughs> he's poking. He's every day he's like poking me with something. He's well, just poking. He's poking at me. Here's the good news. It sounds like it's going to be a fun time. Let's do this. Let's oh. start to circle on that third base. But let's remind people what is coming up. It's November nineteenth. Let's remind them where they can go to find tickets. Let's tell them that good information. And then we'll do a separate one in a second when uh, we do some shout-outs for sponsors. But I want to make sure people are crystal clear on where they go. November 19th, the Circa Hotel in downtown Las Vegas, live, national TV. It will be taped. It will be aired twice. So you can watch it live or you can watch it later. I think it's BSN Sports. It will be aired on there. An amazing wrath, an amazing card, in addition to my grappling match, which hopefully will be over quick. I'm going to get it over really quick because I'm old, and I probably, you know, according to him, I need to go back to the, the uh, one of his jokes was the retirement home. So I need to go back to the retirement home, which I am five years, I apparently am four years away from retirement, legally, right? So, um, so he's actually right. But in addition to that, there'll be anywhere from 10 to 12 MMA fights. There'll be a title fight main event. Uh, guest appearances by celebrities that are going to be there. It's going to be such an amazing event. The only caveat I would give is that it is a 21 and older show. So unfortunately, like the, 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 the events in the past where kids could come, this event and the hotel is a completely 21 or older hotel, which could be good. Yeah, Girls night out, guys night out, girls and guys night out. Guys and guys not out, girls and girls not out, whatever whatever out you're out. But if you want to get out, it's a 21-year-older show. Tickets will range anywhere probably from 35 to 100. And if they want information, until the link is posted, just send me a DM. I respond to all of them, and I'll say, hey, ticket link's going to go up here. I respond to everybody, and if people want to figure out ways to do some other sponsorship, I'm gonna. my shorts are half full if anybody wants to sponsor their business on my shorts all the money you sponsor goes back to the veterans i don't keep the 300 bucks you put to put your logo on my shorts for national tv it goes back to the charity so anything like that you want to do it just send me an inbox more than anything raf honestly 
if you can't support it and you can't buy it, you can't come up with the 20 bucks, I get it. Or the 30 bucks, share it. Ask somebody. You got a cousin who owns a landscaping business to, and he, maybe you could donate a hundred bucks to the charity. Do it. Um, if you don't have the cash, you have a voice. We all have the ability to give back. It doesn't have to be monetarily, but we all have the ability to give back for something we believe in. And I hope everybody who's listening to this believes in our veterans because I know I do. I know you do. I think most of us do. So, and I think that I think the men and women in the armed services who, uh, are putting on the line for us, that night's going to be for you. It's not about me and Jeff. It's for you guys. So I hope you're not disappointed. That's great. And let's also give an opportunity right now for you to go ahead and shout out anybody who's helping you get ready and any sponsors that you want to go ahead and really just uh, give some acknowledgements to, sir. Yeah, let's let's start first and foremost, which I did not do a great job last time. Let's start with the team, Raf. So my team, my amazing, amazing team at Drysdale Jiu-Jitsu, I came in um, and completely evolved as a human being, as a man because of Jiu-Jitsu. It changed my life. Um, I'm a better father. I'm a better friend. I'm a better person because of jiu-jitsu, and I owe it all to Robert Drysdale, my uh, my mentor. Um, and then I also owe it to Greg for Fight for Us Jiu-Jitsu, who is the main gym that I go to. He's also a Drysdale black belt. Um, my my best friend, if you saw my post, one of my best friends since over 30 years is Brandon Guzzo. He's a third-degree black belt under Pedro Sauer, uh, UFC coach, one of the most decorated and dangerous individuals in the world, which is kind of hard because I grew up with him, and I thought I could beat him up back then. I actually could have never beat him up but i've known him since i was 15 he will be in my corner like he has always been for every event for the last 10 years he will be uh joining me and then my sponsor one of the sponsors that have been amazing to me is uh bucked up buckedup.com they're a supplement energy company a fitness lifestyle company they supported me when i really needed support Back in the MMA days, they gave me clothing and supplements and all that. And they're still continuing that journey. And I love these guys, Ryan and the whole team down at Bucked Up. So go to buckedup.com. But those guys are amazing, truly amazing stuff, man. I've been fans of their products before they ever sponsored me. So I just want to thank you. Last one I want to give a, a shout out to, which I'd be remiss if I didn't do it. We have Vinny, we have Randy, we have all this. Um, you know, Tough Enough started the career of Ronda Rousey. Started the started the career of of a tough a ton of people. So tough enough, Jeff, and the whole family down there that has done that. And I know they're a fan of the show, and you're a fan of them. But uh, I can't say enough about Jeff and the tough enough family. They're donating the caves. They're donating the the lighting. They're donating the infrastructure to put this event on. And we we couldn't we couldn't do it without people like that who are willing to do that. They don't make any money. It costs about $20,000 in insurance and to put up that cage and, and Jeff's fronting that money. And he's, he's stepping up to do that because he believes in what we believe in our veterans. So I say thank you to Jeff and the rest of the crew. Thank you. That's, that's my diatribe. It's a long diatribe. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's worth it because there are a lot of people who really go out and help make this work. And listen, there's a lot of people that have been supporting you. You've been doing a great job of raising money. And more importantly, I, I can tell, you know, that you, there's a sincere effort to try and make this get bigger. And you mentioned it multiple times, but it really isn't just about you. It's about a community of people coming to help together and doing the thing that we love, which is 
mixed martial arts and jiu-jitsu so i think that's a really dope thing to see i wish it the most success uh again november 19th can't say that enough details to follow this week you guys were the first to hear this information but more and more details will go ahead and uh avail themselves in the coming days you can follow john valentine at john valentine 89 on instagram i'm pretty sure that's where it's going to go up so sure. make sure to keep an eye on that. John, I'm going to just do some housekeeping here and go ahead and start circling off. But I appreciate you. It has been a blast catching awesome. up with you, sir. And I know you're going to do great. So I'm very excited to see that happening and look forward to perhaps, depending on things go, a yeah. roast text. Uh, and I hope, after I hope you know a lot of this is in fun. I'm not a contentious guy. I love Jeff. I still am going to kick his ass on November 19th, but I love him as a person and as a human being, and I have no ill will towards anybody. So I hope everybody takes that with the right amount of spirit. I think so. I, I think I think they get it. I think uh, right. you know you showed up with the martini glass with Perrier in it. I think I think they should get the vibe at this point. More douchey, right? Couldn't be more douchey. The douche hour with John. I mean, it could I mean, be, listen, but, you could. I'm just I'm hoping. Ugh. You don't have to. Here's the good news. Last note here from Rebecca Elliott that says, there are more sponsors coming your way, John. Heart emoji. So thank you very much, Rebecca, for that. We appreciate you, John. I'll say bye to you off air in just a second, but I'll do a quick little exit with our friends here. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for watching today's episode of The Grappling Hour. I got so much love for you guys. It's always a blast to see you. As a reminder, go support us at hi.page backslash grappling hour become a paid member of this community why it helps me it helps me get great guests and i mentioned a few that are coming up the rotolo twins giancarlo bondini diego hees amy campo and Fionn davies i'm telling you nobody else is putting those people together not this quickly and you will see those interviews going up before anybody else. If you become a member at page backslash grappling hour, it is $5 a month for early access. You see it 30 days before everybody else. But if you want that good, good, the extra stuff, the tape studies, the extra content that nobody else sees, go ahead and give us that $10 premium monthly subscription for extra content. And I tell you this because you get to see the type of stuff that nobody else gets to see anybody else. We create extra episodes and not just that, but we create extra bonus episodes that tell you people who they respected the most. So we asked Drew Dober, who's an opponent he respected the most. We asked Gary Tonin, who's an opponent he respected the most. And we do special things every single month. So stick with us. And don't forget, the easiest thing you can do, like, subscribe, follow us at Grappling Hour, at YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and on everywhere else. I mean, you at this point, you get what we're supposed to do, right? Anyway, guys, it has been a great day for grappling. We'll see you back on the mats.